I'm curious what the, uh, I almost, I almost hit stop on my recording just absentmindedly. <laughs> that would have been obnoxious. Happy Halloween, Grant. Oh, thank you, Mark. Happy Halloween to you, too. What is the, like, manifestation of Halloween where you are? Like, how much Halloween is there around you? I don't feel like there's much, or maybe I'm just, like, oblivious to it. Mm. Yeah. I was just curious, because both Aaron and I have noticed that the... the So she's been dog-sitting this weekend, and so we're in this one particular neighborhood in San Francisco, and... Uh, you know, I haven't like gone all over elsewhere, but at least this particular part of San Francisco, there is a lot of Halloween going on, it seems. Hmm. And we are trying to figure out, like, is it the fact that, you know, throughout college and stuff, you just kind of don't notice one way or the other? Because, like, you're in college, you know, you don't think of that as the wider world, right? Mm-hmm. So the level of Halloween is, you know, you don't deem it as representative. And yeah. and growing up, I think, yeah, there was, like, Halloween stuff the night of Halloween, but I don't remember people doing too much to decorate for Halloween. Mm-hmm. Other than, like, the night of when everyone's trick-or-treating, and that was basically it for my memory, beyond, like, a few carved pumpkins. Mm-hmm. But here, it's a lot. It's, like, a lot of decorations out front for the entire weekend lots of stuff going on lots of people walking around dressed up and i'm sure part of it is just the fact that it's a big city you know mm-hmm. but i don't know it was just it was just interesting i feel like i haven't been around halloween in a long time the pandemic doesn't help that you know i literally haven't yeah. for a, a year or two uh mm-hmm. but it just felt kind of strange seeing it be such a big thing here i don't know like there's definitely been like nightlife halloween type stuff mm-hmm. over the past few days um but like outside of that i haven't seen a ton i'm thinking back to like places that i've lived the past few years and like i feel like there i saw more like places decorated in the week leading up to halloween mm-hmm. than i have around here but that's also probably just because like i haven't gone out and like driven through residential neighborhoods where people would do that yeah that makes sense so, just curious. Um, what else is going on? I don't even know. I feel like not much. I feel like I, I October was like this really busy month, and then now it's like nothing concrete is happening in terms of like people visiting or just things actually going on. Like there's stuff that mm. happens, but there's not like big obvious events until thanksgiving Mm -hmm. and so it just feels like a relative dead period i don't know i feel like (laughs) maybe maybe this won't mean maybe this you don't (laughs) have the same like feeling but even though especially in san francisco it's still like the pandemic still exists here Mm -hmm. in the in the sense that there are way more rules and regulations in other parts of the country that i've seen Mm mm-hmm things are kind of going along anyway within those you know confines within those limits so yeah there's vaccine mandates pretty much anywhere in the city to go anywhere inside Mm. but there's still like concerts and stuff 
and their sporting events and like stuff is still happening now Mm -hmm. just with those rules in place and uh, I, i feel like my brain luckily for me that that i'm not extroverted my brain adjusted totally fine to working from home and and not really going out and doing stuff mm-hmm. and then it, and then it seems like from when i went back to minnesota i mean even probably before that but at least from go, from going back home to minnesota up until now for these like two months it just feels like there's been a lot going on and my brain is like readjusting to that and so all of a sudden not having stuff going on feels very weird it's all about the changes from what's normal or what starts to feel normal. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. But um keeping myself busy. I uh I think I talked about this a couple years ago. Um National Novel Writing Month. Yes, I do remember you talking about this. Yeah, so I I opted out of it last year just because it would have been dumb to try and do at the time because uh, I was basically living in Aaron's apartment last year in the tiny tiny apartment Mm -hmm. and so that wouldn't have been great trying to carve out that time but now i feel like i have the space to do it and also erin is working on a big thing for um her phd right now Mm. that's essentially due at the end of november for all intents and purposes and so i told her hey it's kind of like we can do this together you're just doing it kind of not so much as a as a fun project like I am. Yeah. It doesn't matter if I don't do it. <laughs> but I can still treat it like it matters a lot. <laughs> and hopefully that can help her feel not so bad about the fact that she has to spend a lot of time doing it too. Well, way to be so supportive. Doing How my nice best. You. I need a bug jack. You need a bug jack? We're trying to schedule a recording of OHAC. Oh. And it took like two, three days for Mikhail to respond. And then he finally responded with a couple of dates, and then Jack didn't respond after that. So, <laughs> communicating with groups of people can be rough. It can be, especially because we've siloed. I mean, we st- we did this right away, but all of our conversations about like podcast stuff—that's just the three of us—happens in a, on a totally separate app. Like we use Slack just for that. Mm-hmm. Like, I use Slack for lots of other things, and so I kind of always have it around on my phone, so I always see their messages right away. But Jack has Jack wouldn't mind getting the messages right away, but I think he sets up his notifications a little differently and often just had trouble with Slack not notifying him. Mm-hmm. And Mikhail does whatever Mikhail does. I have no idea what he does. So it's definitely a little weird. Yeah. That's kind of getting at something that I was... I'm just remembering now that I've been wanting to ask you about oh. is... Your thoughts on, like, having different places where communication happens and, like, like how you're describing, like, having Slack and then different people in that communication have different, like, uses for it and so, like, different notification settings and stuff. And so, mm-hmm. like, some people might use things and expect, like, oh, yeah, like, I have notifications. I see these right away. And then other people are like, yeah, I don't even have that app downloaded, like... So I never see notifications. I have to like go out of my way to check it. Sure. It just, I don't know. It just annoys me. I wish, I don't know. I don't know the solution. Uh, I mean, I agree. It is definitely weird. My version of that is we use Discord for some stuff. Like there's a different group of people that try and get together with some frequency, 
we haven't done it for a while now, but for for a good while we were kind of doing uh, little game nights once a month or so. Mm-hmm. And we would use Discord for that just because that's, you know, the game place to do stuff. Um, it just kind of supported everything that we needed. But I think that like half the people in the group, including me, never really use Discord. So like I have it on my phone, but it always feels mm. just a little uncomfortable using it. Mm-hmm. And like I'm sort of fighting it in some ways at times. Uh, so I definitely, ju- just from the like unfamiliarity, oh, here's another thing for you to download and try and get familiar with, right? Yeah. So I think it's the important thing is to get everyone on the same page as best as possible. That's not always possible, but uh, getting those expectations set earlier. You know, for me, it's like, I know specifically with Slack that if it really matters, and I think that maybe it just got missed or something, then I can... Like, on my first message, I just say whatever, right? I don't, like, you know, do any of the different ats options where you can do, like, add a specific person or at channel or whatever, you know, to, like, force mm. notifications. I don't do that right away. I just let my post sit there. And then if, uh, you know, the next day I don't get a response and I check the message and, and neither of them, like confirmed using an emoji or something which is something we do pretty frequently is you know you don't directly respond but you just give a thumbs up or in mikhail's case a poop emoji which is what he always uses um to say yes Uh. i I read this um then i will follow up with a like at people who are relevant you know can you respond to this basically Mm -hmm. so that that's how i handle it and that always seems to work fine enough but that's, again, specifically for this group of people, and then it gets weird whenever you have to do different stuff. Like, I remember when I had to freaking install WhatsApp, because that's what mm-hmm. a group of, the group of guys that I played flag football with in San Diego used to communicate. Mm-hmm. And that was very weird. I'd never used WhatsApp. I didn't really want to. And now that I don't live in San Diego anymore, I uninstalled WhatsApp, because, like, no one that I know uses it for anything. Yeah. I'm sure there are people who use it with other groups of friends or whatever, but none of my friends group friend groups use it with each other, to my knowledge. There's certain apps or things that just like, yeah, I don't like using this, and I mm. only have it because like I have to. Yeah, exactly. or it's just like I would prefer have like this communication happen somewhere else at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've even ran into like like professional, not professional, but like like doctors' offices and stuff, hmm. like. They have their like online system where like the you can message the doctor and the doctor can message you and it's just like I hate using this so much <laughs> because like sometimes I'll get messages and it's like I don't freaking have the app for this like mm-hmm. but I'll get messages that are like like a text message like like they they're expecting a response immediately it's like I checked this at like the end of the day yeah. If I saw that, oh, I got an email saying that I got a message in it, but it's like, oh, well, it was a question about like something that needed to be addressed that day. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, well, crap. Yeah. And just like, but there's not, and, there's not really anything that can be done about that. <sighs> like they could try calling you, but even that isn't a surefire way of getting a hold of someone. Yeah. But I feel like that's better if you have something that like needs to be addressed that day. Yeah, probably. I think, but, I think part of it is just bad assumptions. You know, we're finally at the point where. For the most part, people assume that you can have access to an app or something um, for, for most things. Like, they, they assume that, and then 
Mm-hmm. The logical conclusion is now there's an app for everything, even the dumbest things, and they're all different. Yes. Um, and that's annoying, but it doesn't, you still can't impl- or guess that your phone habits are other people's phone habits. And yeah. That's what people have a hard time understanding, I think. Mm hmm. So I feel for yeah. you. I also just hate like downloading a new app that doesn't give me any like special functionality. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like, like, let's say talking in like, talking with like groups of friends or like peers or like something like that. Like, okay, you could like text people or like the, like, I guess I could maybe see an argument for like Snapchat because that has different enough functionality, kind of. (laughs) But like past that, like, I feel like everything else is just like another version of texting or like with no significant change in functionality and just meh. Yeah, I mean, on like a per group basis, I wouldn't mind standardizing to some extent on Mm -hmm. something that's not text because people with iPhones who text with people with Android always seem so indignant about the fact that someone in the group has Android and then they want to use their little tap back things and people on Android get annoyed with them and it's always frustrating. Uh, And also just like, even like an iMessage, like a pure iMessage group chat, to my understanding, is not like sufficiently advanced over a regular text message situation. Mm-hmm. And in addition to that, a group text message is so, does feel so, so like kind of old school and messy. Like it's just a little annoying to me. Again, it depends. Really? There, there are situations where it makes sense. You know, mm-hmm. but there are also situations, particularly in, in like a long ongoing thing, which again, like, the, you know, a podcast with Jack and Mikhail, this was the perfect example of like, this is a like project. This is a thing that we are talking about. Mm-hmm. It deserves to have its own place to be. It's a special little snowflake. I mean, but, but like it is like, it's helpful if you know that you're going to have recurring conversations about a particular topic with a particular group of people to keep that siloed away from other conversations that might naturally happen within that group. Mm -hmm. But I, but I understand that it gets frustrating when everyone wants to use different things and then it gets pulled into like, you know, all the other weird side conversations that aren't with like friends, they're just conversations that have to happen. And then you get these other entities like, you know, doctor's offices that want to pull you in somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And it's just frustrating. Yeah. Grant has brought Herman by Jim Unger. And we have a single panel comic. Looks like a couple of older women, both dressed in like very, think of like someone now who's like at least 70 probably, and probably on the East Coast in my mind. Uh, They're both wearing hats that are kind of just askew, each with some sort of flowery aspect to them. The lady in the foreground is wearing like a sort of I mean, it's not obviously like a leopard print or anything like that, but it has the feeling of like a feline print uh, hat Mm -hmm. and coat with a big, um, you know, neck collar thing, like very furry. Uh, And then 
the woman behind her is wearing a purple cap and a sort of more modest blue jacket or coat of some sort with maybe maybe that's a scarf maybe that's just a collar that's kind of gray doesn't matter uh but most notably the woman in the foreground has what looks to be staples or something closing her mouth something to that effect and the quote on the comic which is presumably from the woman behind her in the blue shirt (laughs) is how did you get on at the weight loss clinic? <laughs> ha! She talks. Cause they, cause they, uh, uh, like wired her mouth shut. Exactly. That must this be re- an effective strategy. Uh, uh, this reminds me of an episode of the Twilight Zone. Oh. Where a man is very, very talkative, and another guy. Maybe at a bar or something. No, it couldn't. It couldn't be just like at a bar because they're both very high class folk. One of them. No, I think it was at a gentleman's club or something like that. Because you know this is like the fifties. Uh, mm-hmm. So so it's at like a gentleman's club, and this this one guy just blabbers on and on and on all the time, and he's also in a lot of debt. Uh, and another guy at the club bets him basically the like the amount that he owes in various ways. He bets him that much money that he can't stop talking for a year. And they're like, well, how can we verify this? Blah, 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 blah. And the, and the, what they decide on is that this man who needs to not talk will live in a glass cube in the gentleman's club for a year and not talk. Right. And so fast forward to the end of the episode. The man in the cube gets out. He has successfully not talked for an entire year. And at that point, the man who had made the bet sheepishly says, oh, I don't actually have the money, essentially. Mm -hmm. To which the uh, man who had been in the cube unwraps a, like, uh, very, very elegant looking scarf to reveal that he had had his vocal cords severed prior to this bet. Uh. Twilight Zone. Yikes, that sounds... (laughs) Not the best Twilight Zone episode ever, because it's not really, like, weird sci-fi fantasy kind of stuff, but, you know, Mm -hmm. it was good. Yikes. That sounds, like, just creepy and... Like, I guess... I've never actually seen the Twilight Zone, but I'm sure that, like, fits, but... Okay, you don't, I'll, I'll pick out a few episodes for you to watch that I think will be like a good solid intro. Okay. Some of the hits, so to well, speak. Some of the hits. Some of the bangers, as the kids say. Yeah, because I mean, they're short. They're whatever, 20 minutes. Mm hmm. But they're, they're quite good. It's just like yeah. concept pieces from now 70 years ago, I guess. Uh, 60, 70 years ago. That old? 60. Yeah, it's from like the late 50s, early 60s, Holy I think. Holy cow. I mean, they're all black and white. Twilight yeah, Zone yeah, ran, fair. started 1959 through 1964. Nailed it on the head. Wow. All right. So what are we talking about? So, I while, while you're going through that, I was deciding if I wanted to change my mind on what we were going to talk about. Uh, <laughs> and so you, you sent me something earlier this weekend about <laughs> a, uh, and so like, about uh an idea to talk about um 
and like so this lady she's got she's got her mouth wired shut and so it's it's really hard to say words you know uh so she couldn't she couldn't keep up with the with all the kids you know and and talk in their language because she can't talk period probably or at least not very well so like you know like talking the talking the kids language like mark do you do you feel like you're you're talking the kids language these days uh no (laughs) no no i don't think i am i think that i like i can talk to kids Mm -hmm. but i'm not the sort of adult who tries to relate to kids by literally talking the way that they do Mm -hmm. because there's no winning that battle you know they're gonna think of you as old no matter (laughs) what and i and i'd rather be old in the way that i know that i am rather than trying to pretend that i totally get what they're saying Mm -hmm. like i can still communicate without needing to use the same vocabulary do you feel like there's any bits of like new vocabulary that you pick up from time to time or is your vocabulary pretty pretty stagnant and adult I and mean, by new pieces not like any new pieces like hip pieces you know yeah no, i understand what you mean uh yeah i, I would say I, I slowly become familiar with things but i don't ever use them okay like the the i mean the the main example that comes to mind is in terms of one that I would be comfortable using in terms of like I know what it means mm-hmm. is sus because uh, like I've played Among Us at this point like I, I understand the context of it now yeah but I I also have no doubt that in actual usage in like a middle school or high school it's evolved beyond its origins because that's how that works. Mm-hmm. So it probably means something way worse now. So maybe I shouldn't feel confident using it. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But that's, you know, it, it goes slowly. It does not keep up, let's say. Yeah. Because the only way that any of this comes to my attention, very infrequently when you bring up something, it's, it's not super mm-hmm. frequent, but every once in a while, but mainly... I spew some crap. Yeah. But mainly from... Just the internet from Reddit mainly, right? Yeah. Whether it's random memes or something like that. And inevitably someone will use some phrase and some nice person will explain to all the older folks in the crowd what it means. Mm-hmm. So, it's, but that never really keeps up with what, you know, kids in middle school or high school are saying. Yeah. So, You're- So I think that I can get, I can slowly keep up with references, I would say. But not necessarily the language itself. But even references are going to be pretty rough for me. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they also were in when I was in high school. I could hardly keep up with what was going on because I didn't like participate in a lot of the same culture. Like the main thing with for me was like video games. Like I didn't play video games, and so for my friend, most of my friends did play video games to some extent, and. I just didn't have the context to, like, talk about that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. which I'm sure is similar for people who, like, aren't interested in sports or whatever, and that's, like, a whole world that's shut off to them. Mm-hmm. And maybe they can pick up on bits and pieces, but when that conversation comes up, they just kind of have to hang out and just yeah. listen to the words without understanding them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, okay. I'm not hip. Nor do I aim to be. Yeah. Another question about language hmm. uh, is like, uh, I know there's a word for this, but I'm like, like things like HMU, IDK, 
TBH, like they're well, texting lingo. Yeah, texting lingo. Lingo. If you are saying those things aloud, what is the like? Or do you think there is a framework which helps you decide? Like, do you read it HMU or do you say hit me up or Hamu or like? Because I feel like when I think about this, there's different ones that I do different ways or that I would do different ways. So, or that I hear people do different ways. Yeah. If I'm talking out loud, I like if I am just talking out loud extemporaneously, right? There's a, there's a, you know, SAT word for you. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) help me train for when I take the SAT soon. (laughs) Uh, well, I don't know the way that you talk. You're like a high schooler. Um, <laughs> you're so young and vibrant. Oh, I'm. Ooh, I like that. I'm okay with that. I'm young and vibrant. <laughs> it's the opposite that I get most days. <laughs> so if I'm just talking, I would never ever use like a texting shorthand out loud. Okay, what if you are quoting something or like if, if you had I to read quoting something? If you had to read the like sign that you sent me. Yep. So, okay. I'm just going to pull this up just, just so that people can have all the context. Do you want me to read it? No, because it, you, you asked me the question. Because I already got it up. So where the question okay. came from is I was trying to think about if I was going to read it or not. Okay, so there, so there are a few things here. Now, now that I'm actually thinking about it, um, there are some that I have said out loud in quoting. There are some that I've never been in the position to even think about HMU here is the main one. I have never, like, I've seen it, but I've never been in the position of like translating it to someone, right? Uh huh. So I've so it's not like in my brain to know what to do. Like IDK, I hear people say that out loud. There are people who just say IDK or TBH while yeah. speaking out loud in the world, and although it annoys me because I hear that. That's the way that I would say it. Mm-hmm. In this case, if I was just saying this word for word, in this particular case, because the context, which I will tell people, is that it is from, like, an arboretum, and it's it's a sign that is, quote-unquote, translated for teens uh, about telling them if anything needs your needs uh, the staff's attention, right? Mm-hmm. So it says, sup, HMU at the front desk. Wait, if you see wait. anything, what? You what? should read the read the normal English one first. Fine, fine. So it says, "Tell us." Both of them say, "Tell us." That's not different. Tell us, please. Don't hesitate to let us know if you see anything that needs our attention. We want to make sure Dothan Nurseries is as relaxing and comfortable as possible. Thank you. Now we have the translated for teens. Sup. So first of all. There's no proper uh, capitalization. That is important that the, like, uh, visuals of this, it starts with sup, lowercase, question mark, right? Sup, HMU, all capitalized. I'm not sure that's how people text. Uh, At the front desk, if you see anything that is sus or cringe, like IDK, a toilet that got wrecked or something, TBH, we high-key trying to glow up this nursery. Can't stop, won't stop until this place straight up slays. Need your help, fam. T-Y. <laughs> so, that's how I would say it, right? Yeah. But again, the context is, 
I am talking to you, and we both know, first of all, we both have this in front of us, we both know what all the different shorthand means here, mm-hmm. and I expect that pretty much anyone listening to this can get at what I was saying as well. However, if I got this shorthand kind of text from someone, and I was trying to relate it to someone, I would first start out by giving them the full message. You know, I would cut out words as necessary to make it clear, and then I would show it to the person and dive into the actual way that it was phrased. In the same way that when my mom sends me something with a bunch of typos in it because she doesn't have autocorrect turned on or autocorrect is turned on too high and things get totally weird and she doesn't, you know, spell mm-hmm. check her own text before she sends it. Um, or a better example is our friend Greg, who also has this issue tremendously, <clears throat> then I will say the meaning of the message and then I will laugh at all of the things that are actually wrong once I figure out what the message says. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's what I would actually do here if I was just trying to, like, if the, if we only had the right side and I was, like, going to tell my someone about this sign who wasn't like you, if it was like my mom or something. Mm-hmm. Then first, I would I would translate it back from quote unquote teen, I think, not not to the level that the left side is, but you know I'd get the I'd get the idea across, and then be like, but also come look at this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just I never like I don't text with people like I know that there are adults. There are people who we were probably friends with in high school and or were familiar with in high school who probably still text using lots of shorthand. They don't use this exact language, probably, unless it's a joke, like you do. <clears throat> but they still, like, use a lot of shorthand, right? Mm-hmm. They'll use IDK or TBH saying it out loud or in a text. They'll say, the one thing that I actually do pronounce because people pronounce it is lol, mm-hmm. right? Because people actually say that as a word now, um, and it, that just is something you catch up to. Yeah. But f- for the most part, when I text people, you look at the transcript of you and I texting, even though there's, they're typically very short texts. They're all, you know, we use proper capitalization and punctuation. We use short, we write in short sentences. When I go through my text history with anyone on my phone, with the exception again of my mom, who is just very slow at texting, and so often um, will use shorthand just so that she doesn't have to type as many letters. Mm-hmm. Then everyone else, though, it's pretty much full sentences. Yeah. So for actually, here's a good example from my mom. She was sending me a picture of some of a gift that she wanted to get someone and asking my opinion on it. Right. And I and I had made a comment about the color. And she texted back, I have rust color cuz, C-U-Z, no choices. Mm-hmm. If I were texting that, I would have written a full sentence, but that's because I'm fast at texting. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so that's I'm, what I got. Yeah, I'm thinking about your example of lol. Another one that I started to hear recently is people starting to say lamau. <laughs> oh, God. And I don't know how I feel about it. At first I was angry, but then I was like, there's nothing to be angry about. But like, I don't know if I can stand behind it or not. 
at least like Raffle, you know, has something like that, like is pronounceable, but Lamau just sounds bad. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of that one. Because I feel like I've heard more people say LMAO. Like, I, I don't doubt that people now actually try and say it kind of like a word. Mm-hmm. But, like, I've heard people say out loud LMAO in the same way that I've heard IDK, TBH, whatever. Mm-hmm. So that that's particularly why it sounds wrong. Yeah. You know, because, like, in my head, when I read all of this stuff, like, in my head, I am, like translating it like i don't read idk in my head as idk i think of it i read it as i don't know like mm-hmm. i read the literal translation of it so if you told me with hmu which again i've never heard someone say out loud as like this is like not <laughs> not quoting something just saying to someone like at a bar you know hmu mm-hmm. if you told me that Everyone in the world basically says Hamu. I would just say, well, that sounds as, as dumb to me as HMU because I'm not accustomed to hearing it out loud. Hamu. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's probably the worst option. Or, you know, of the two, that, that is the worst option, I think. But they both sound dumb to me because I'm not used to it. Yeah. But, like, because I'm used to TBH as TBH, if you said that someone was trying to pronounce that somehow, to ba, let's say, mm-hmm. then I'd be like, hmm, all right. <laughs> That's not what I'm used to, but whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I like our little language talks, though. I, I like I like how our podcast is, like, has probably turned into this, like, three to six month check-in on, like, how we feel about language in the world. Yeah. I feel it's a very recurring subject for us. It comes up very frequently. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see like, oh, how did we feel when the podcast started? And then like five years later, just how much of a mess the, the language has become that the we feel whole- like, like how old does that make us feel? Yeah. Or just me. the whole podcast us, because but. becomes you hating the fact that I only speak in text lingua lingo. Yeah. I don't think Lamau, like, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to challenge you to try and keep that up for a long time, but I don't think you could. What, I think you could a go lot for of like speak? two minutes speaking in a like convincing, like stereotypical high schooler. You don't think I could keep it up longer than that? Not much longer. Not not to like have a logical conversation with me. That's that's my point, right? You could probably vamp for a little while, just stringing together words that you're aware of that people use. But like in a convincing way, like when I look at this sort of at, at this uh this nursery sign again, everything here makes sense to me. These are all things that I that I've like heard, but most of them I probably couldn't like pull it out of pull it out of nowhere, right? Uh huh. I know that you have a much larger repository than I do, but I don't think it's so big as to be able to communicate actual thoughts that like my challenge would be like you have to have a thought that you actually have like hold a conversation you're not play acting as a high schooler who is ambivalent about the world and trying to act cool and like hiding behind this language Uh huh. you have to try and communicate your real thoughts in the world but translate it to what i would consider a convincing stereotype Okay. I think that would be really hard for you to do. 
Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I think it depends how like how uh, properly I would be forced to follow. Because like also, I I think I can talk in just like a lot of random slang, but it's whether or not it's like how accurate is it to like how the kids speak or not. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, it's it's somewhat subjective, and you just have to make me feel like it's believable. We got uh, domestic abuse by Jeremy Lambros. Um, we had to pick him tonight, Mark. And this, much like my comic for this week, is a is just a one panel comic, uh, and it just looks like a a a lamp or not a lamp. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Boy, does it, it look like a lamp! <laughs> it looks like a lamp that like doesn't light up but it tells the time uh aka it's a clock that's hanging on a wall quite a boxy clock i might say uh as well an analog clock too um and it is captioned with being correct twice a day didn't alleviate the pain of being solely a wall decoration I'm so glad this is a second, and I'm so glad we've talked about a lot of other things so we don't have to talk about this for long, because I feel like this could get way too real, way too quick, and I don't know if I'm emotionally capable of dealing with it right now. Well, luckily, I'm not taking it too seriously. Okay, thank God. Yeah, I was just curious what your take on just straight-up wall-mounted clocks are, or just, like, clocks in a living space that that are part of the living space. Most people have an oven clock, and if they have a microwave, a microwave clock. Is there, do you find that you have a desire or need for anything beyond that? I want as many clocks around me as possible. Yeah? Yeah. As long as they're all at the same time. I'm getting real annoyed in my current setup because uh, my oven clock and my microwave clock keep time differently. Uh, and it's 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 getting on my, my nerves. Uh, I get like a week and a half before they're different. No. And it's just oh, it's it it gets me heated some some days when I notice it. Yeah. But no, I I like having clocks around, like my living space or like my working space or whatever. I much prefer to read a clock on the wall. Do you? I think uh, I'm old fashioned. Do you prefer an analog clock or a digital clock or something weirder? Definitely not something weirder. Um. <laughs> Anything weirder is, at that point, literally just wall decoration. I don't think it's useful for me, at least. Well, it doesn't have to be weirder in terms of, like... I mean, I, I'm using weirder as something that's, like, not just a clock with, like, standard Roman or Arabic numerals, let's say. Oh, so, like, a clock with, like, periodic table elements or something? Yeah, or, like, you know, my my thought right now is... I hate that. The, the one other clock that we have uh, hung up is a math clock where every hour is a like little math ex- a little mathematical expression that if you were to evaluate it evaluates yeah. to the hour yeah i'm not a fan of those types of clocks like no, i'm smart enough to read an analog clock but i'm not smart enough to remember where the numbers are on it <laughs> even though it's an entirely shape-based situation the shapes mean nothing to you yes like i i work in a room where there is a like a periodic uh, table clock and every time i gotta sit there for an extra second and think like oh wait like is 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 helium two or three and it's uh-huh. like 
No, this is so stupid. Like, uh, why can't funny. you just put the number? I'm like, I know it's fun, but like, sometimes I just want to shut off my brain. Yeah. But, nah, it is what it is. What about something like this? I have two here that I want, personally. Ooh. These these are what I would consider particularly weird clocks. They look binary clocks or something? Uh, that's not particularly weird. I've seen those in real life. Yeah, I have two. Uh, I think those are weird. I think they are weird, but they're not that weird once you... Like, if you know binary. But these are two that are, like, just interesting geometrically. Ooh. Ah, I... That's kind of cool. Like, and... I guess... It loses some utility because there's no, like, minute hand, but... Oh, what's this? The Um, second one is weirder because I still don't know how to tell the time using this one. Like, I haven't looked into it too much, but, like, at a glance... I would have no idea how to actually parse what it's telling me versus the first one, the Fibonacci spiral one. I feel like I would figure it out much faster. Yeah. I feel like the Fibonacci spiral one is, I actually kind of like that to be honest. Um, this one, I think, I think I, it's, it's based on like the, like the base rotates, right? think so like like the yes, inner circle yes, rotates. you are correct but yeah i the <laughs> it's very weird <laughs> i i see like the position that it's in in the first picture i think is shows the major flaw with the clock like every other position i think is it's still not super clear though i don't I'm not a fan <laughs> i'm not a fan um also, does it rotate clockwise? Like, and the fact that the line covers up some of the numbers is one of the real problems. I think if the line was like, I don't, I don't know, like, yeah, something that w- wasn't a, <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna shut up before I say something too stupid.